you are about to listen to season two, episode six of the Let's Shag podcast, where me, Nathan Spencer, aka Daddy Fucking Nate, aka Dr. Fucking Shag, talks about finding the perfect woman for him who also has a fucking podcast. Who would have fucking thought? We talk about putting your sexual energy out there in authenticity and not putting out unauthentic sexual energy as well as how this translates to your relationships and life in a bigger setting. We do some Q and A's about how you can help yourself achieve multiple orgasms. And we also talk about what Daddy Nate thinks is hot for lingerie in the bedroom. Shout out to Dr. Harness for all the great gear that they have. You can go check them out at drharness.com. Also, shout out to our sponsors at Manscaped. You can go to manscaped.com. You can buy any of their products, and you can use code SHAG, S-H-A-G, like the name of this fucking podcast, and you can get 20% off your order plus free shipping. Again, that is manscaped.com, code SHAG, S-H-A-G, for 20% off your order plus free shipping. I love all of you degenerates. Thank you for sticking with me in these gaps that have been happening, but I promise Daddy Nate is back, fiery, and fucking better than ever, and we're ready to fucking kill it. I love you. Enjoy the fucking episode. Welcome back, degenerates, and everyone new here, welcome to season two, episode six of the Let's Shag podcast. My name is Nathan Spencer, a.k.a. Daddy Fucking Nate, a.k.a. Dr. Fucking Shag. And here at Let's Shag, we talk all things sex, relationships, taboos, toys, kinks, bodies, and consent. Life is fucking short. Sometimes it's too fucking short, and you owe it to yourself to be having good sex. And we here at Let's Shag are here to help. So first of all, give all of yourselves a round of applause for making it to the fucking podcast. You know what? I bring you guys energy from the very beginning every time, but I never stop to say fucking thank you for being you. Thank you for being here. Ugh! Fuck, I miss you guys. I don't know if you can tell, but I'm fucking amped the fuck up. Why? I'll tell you why. I have fucking found my person. I have found the perfect person for fucking me. And in finding my person... I have refound my purpose. I have refound my perspective. I have refound my drive and determination and every fucking thing that I built into this podcast from the very fucking beginning that I fucking lost. Do you want to know who it is? So for any of you that don't know, she is the host of the It's Fucking Spiritual podcast. You can find that on all platforms if you want to go stalk her there. She is also your new fucking mommy and my new fucking baby girl. Her name is Rachel Gibbler, and dear God, is she fucking perfect. Ugh. Okay, so story time. For anyone that didn't fucking catch it, that anyone that didn't see my any of the fucking reels or IG fucking TV video or shit that we've been putting out in the past week, we met in a whirlwind romance about two and a half weeks ago now. And as I am recording this podcast, I am currently sitting in my apartment in Bryan College Station, Texas, and I just got back from Los Angeles, California, where I flew out to see her after knowing her for 10 fucking days to tell her that I loved her. Has Daddy Nate lost his fucking mind? Yes! And I fucking love it, because I've lost it in the best fucking person I've ever fucking met. 
Oh my God, she literally is so perfect to a T, meets all of my energy, reminds me of who I am, constantly celebrates that, and just fucking loves everything about me. I mean, it's so fucking free, it's so fucking great. So, I wanna start by sharing the story with you of how we fucking met. So, Daddy Nate went out for a little fucking degenerate time on his own in Houston, Texas, met up with his buddy Mason. Shout out to you, fucking Mason. And we got a hotel in Houston. We were going out for one fucking night. One night. I actually worked the following day. And I was like, you know what? I just wanna have a night with my boys. I haven't, I've been neglecting all my Houston friends. Shout out to all my Houston family down there. And uh, I just want some time to myself. So, we rent this fucking hotel room, we go down there, we link up with my buddy Connor at his place for a pregame party, we go out to this new fucking bar called McIntyre's Downtown. For any of you that don't know and you live in the Houston area, check out McIntyre's Downtown. It's one of my new favorite fucking spots. And if you're trying to get away from all of the fucking energy that's in Midtown, or, or if you don't really like what you're finding on Washington Avenue nowadays, the new Max Downtown is pretty fucking badass, so go check it out. Anyways. So, we go downtown to McIntyre. It's like their fourth fucking day being open, right? And in the fucking moment of being there, I actually ran into her early in the night and didn't even fucking, it didn't even register in my brain. Like, that's how fucking, like, self-absorbed I was on my mission of just hanging out with my friends, okay? And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm just telling you that, like, I met her and didn't even realize it until, like, way later in the evening. So... We're at this bar, I'm trying to find my buddy, and she runs into me, and she looks at me, and she's like, oh my god, you're hot. And I was like, thank you? And I just kept walking, like, Duh! I'm like hitting myself in the forehead now that I know everything I know about it, because like, god, I could have started it so much sooner and had just yeah, those few more hours with her to fucking already start this shit. Anyways, me and Mason actually end up getting invited to go to another bar. And we go there, and it's lame. It's fucking stupid. I'm like, I'm not having a good time here. I don't even know why we fucking left. Do you want to go back? And Mason's like, yeah, dude, let's fucking get the fuck back at the fucking old bar where all of our friends are at, and we're having a great time. I don't know why we left either. I was like, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. So we get an Uber. We go back. We get back downtown, and I run into all my friends again, and my buddy Connor, who had hosted the pregame fucking party, was like, hey, we're throwing an after fucking party. And I was like, damn, man, you're one hell of a fucking host. Hell yeah, we're going to this thing. Well, in the midst of all that, find out that this redhead is one of their mutual friends. And she's coming back to the after party. And we're both like, wow, that's pretty fucking crazy. So we go back to this after party. We're all sitting there having a good time, doing very much degenerate things and what degenerates do, right? But I find myself in a place of isolation. I'm very bored. I don't know why. I like not being mentally stimulated. I'm not being physically stimulated. My buddy Mason has found this girl who he's sitting there talking to in the corner and they're like hitting it off and I don't want to go like, I don't know. I didn't want to like talk to them for the longest time because I was like, I'm not trying to impede on my buddy's game, you know, like bro code, come on, man, give me some space. Well, I do that, okay? I'm like, fuck you. I don't care, Mason. You can talk to her later. I'm going to come talk to the both of you. So I'm sitting there and I'm talking to them and it's actually a good conversation. I'm having a good time for the first time since I got back from fucking the bar. And at some point, Mason brings up the fact that I have this podcast, that I am the host of Let's Shag. I'm your fucking degenerate daddy, right? He says this, and Ashley looks at me, and she says, you have a podcast? And I was like, absolutely. And she goes, oh my God, my friend Rachel has a podcast. And I was like, you know, I'm like, oh, okay. At first, I was like, okay, I've heard this a million times. Like, you've got a podcast, right? So she's like, you need to talk to her. I think you guys would actually have a good conversation. And I'm like, okay, you know what? I'll give this a try because nothing else here is working. And I'm definitely hurting my boy's chances of getting with you tonight. So I'm going to go do that. So she introduces us, me and Rachel. 
And she's like, hi, you know, we're like, hey, how you doing? And Ashley's like, oh, he has a sex podcast. And Rachel, like, immediately looks at me. And usually I get, like, nervous laughter, like, when that's thrown on the table. Because I don't just walk around like, I have a sex podcast. My name is Nathan Spencer. Like, I really don't put it out there because, especially in my dating life, because it can be very, very, I don't know. It can be, like, a very, like, overstimulating thing to just fucking throw out there in the very beginning, right? And I don't like to brag. I like to play the humble slow play, okay? So she just throws it out there from the beginning. But when she says it, Rachel's eyes like light the fuck up. And she goes, she goes, oh my God, that's amazing. I have a spirituality podcast. Do you identify as a dominant or a submissive? And I was like, actually, I identify as a switch. And with second, I said, I mean, like, boom, pow, wow, stop. Whole world stopped turning. Second, I said the word switch fell out of my mouth. Her mouth just like dropped open agape. And she was like looking at me and she goes, oh my God you know what that is? And I was like, yeah, of course I know what that is. Like, you know, I do a little research here and there, probably not as much as I should do. And we might talk about that in a little bit. But anyways, she's like, oh my God, you know what that is? And I was like, yes, I do. And she's like, come talk to me over here in the corner. So we venture off to this little fucking couch and we're like sitting there talking and something in the fucking air, bro. Like, oh my God. If you talk to Rachel, which I have, and we've talked about very, very, very many things actually. Um, and she may try to tell you something about this, um, the quantum physics, like quantum physics theories, because she believes, you know, she has a lot, she knows a lot of research and she believes in the energies between people and the energies in the in-between space, right? Which is like basically the theory of quantum physics. And I wholeheartedly believe with her on this. I like, I'm right there with her on this, that there was just this like fucking, not just pull of the universe, but like electric connection between the two of us from like the very fucking minute we sat down and started talking and isolated ourselves from the situation we're in that has not fucking quit fucking pulling us to each other in the present and it's fucking phenomenal so we're sitting there talking about everything under the sun there's this like connection that i cannot describe to you in words and she goes would you like to come back to my place and i was like ha daddy nate yes i'm a degenerate of course i would love to come back to your place so we go back over and we say hey mason hey ashley we're gonna go back to rachel's and she was like yeah we're gonna come too so we have this little like little separate party of like couples thing right and we go back to fucking rachel's place and we stay up doing more degenerate shit and just talking until about seven in the fucking morning and at some point in these conversations rachel looks at me and she goes well, if you don't have anything going on this week, you should just stay the entire week. I really enjoyed your company. And I was like, um, I really don't have anything going on this week because it's all online. So what about I stay? And she was like, wait, really? And I was like, yeah, really? Like, I'll stay here with you if you want me to. And she was like, oh, no, I actually do want you to stay. I just want to make sure that you're not talking at your ass because you're kind of fucked up. And I was like, I'm just trying to make sure you're not offering out of your ass because you're kind of fucked up. And so we just decided at that point, we're like, all right, fine. We'll do this. So we wake up the next day. All we do the next day is like order food, sleep on the couch because we're so fucking hungover and drawn out from the night before. But it was amazing. The conversations we had in those moments while we were awake, I think we were only awake probably like five to six hours of this in total, this total day. But like this connection of like thinking what the other one is thinking at the exact same moment or like doing things like that the other one kind of predicts and like all these little things that just like have never aligned for me with anyone in the past before like these little like universal signs of like what the fuck is going on here this is actually like kind of weird and you're like but instead of second guessing it you feel like a calmness about it you're like you're like wow this is actually like really cool weird you know it's not like uh this is weird and you get what i'm saying like it's a good weird anyways so all these little things are happening well the next day 
I wake up and I look at you know some of my assignments I'm like fuck I really need to get some homework done I need to go home and grab my laptop so I tell her I was like hey I probably should go I have some homework to do and she's like yeah no that's okay it's understandable like she was cool about it she was like no that's absolutely fine we should plan to hang out in the future and I was like yeah absolutely so we go to go I go to get my truck from the valet I literally have my suitcase packed she planned to go like walk her dog at the same time so she walks me down and I go to the valet that's at her apartment complex and I'm like hey I need to get my truck and they're like oh your car's not starting and I'm like what do you mean my my car's not starting and they're like your truck isn't starting we don't know what's wrong with it and I'm like you've got to be fucking kidding me so they give me the keys and I go up to my truck and I'm like these dipshits have fucking left my car lights on my truck lights they have left them on for two fucking days while my truck has been fucking parked at her apartment complex, draining my brand new fucking battery because I checked the date on the battery. I got that thing put in like four months ago. Well, I put it in myself four months ago. It's brand fucking new because I, I was like, what the fuck? Like, who, who the fuck are you guys? Anyways, so I look at her. I'm like, will you help me go get a new battery so I can fucking, you know, take care of shit today? And she's like, absolutely. Well, in the midst of like going to get the battery, we decide to get brunch, and then we do a couple other errands together, and it's actually just very cool, like, there's no, like, tension of, like, I'm, I'm not sitting there, like, I have to get back immediately, I have to get back right now, like, I'm not, like, thinking, like, oh my god, I get back on the road, I'm just, like, enjoying these extra moments that I'm spending with her, and in the intensity of all this, she looks at me, and she goes, do you feel like maybe you should just, like, stay, like, is this, like, weird for me asking this, and I was like, you know, I was actually thinking the exact same thing, which is, like, we do this all the time, where we're, like, literally either texting something to someone or like sending something and the other one will literally say it out loud and just put it in the universe and I'm like dude what the fuck how are we like this scary accurate with each other's thought like literally same brainwave right and I was like I was literally just thinking that I was like maybe this is just a sign I should stay you know um and so we decide that it is a sign we decide to just like trust the universe and we're like you know what I'm gonna stay I'm going to stay for the day. She's like, you can borrow my laptop, knock out your homework, because I only had a couple things. It wasn't a lot. And she would uh, do some other work stuff that she had to do on her phone in the meantime. And then when that was over, she could have her laptop back and do whatever she needed to do. So decided to stay through that day. And it was great. I'm really glad I did. Wednesday rolls around. So Wednesday, we are just going to put it out there. Daddy Nate and Mommy Rachel got really fucking dirty. We got really fucking disgusting because I actually had to go back on Thursday to work. So we decide that we are going to just go all the fuck out and go to Adam and Eve and explore our bodies with the reckless abandonment that two young, bright, sexually sexually liberated and sexual guru-esque fucking people have and just fucking go to fucking town. So we go into Adam and Eve. And we're there for probably only 45 minutes. And we find all these fucking toys that we want to try for each other and for ourselves. And we just buy them. I think combined we spent like 700 fucking dollars at Adam and Eve in one fucking go. We were just like, fuck it. Let's do it. Buy all this stuff. Go back and just have the time of our fucking lives. And let me tell you, being someone that it's very hard to find people that are sexually equal with you. It is very great to have finally found someone that matches my sexual energy not only matches it but that sometimes is like over over the top i mean obviously we talk about this all the time like it comes in it comes in waves like sometimes my sexual energy is really high hers will be low sometimes hers is really high mine's lower like that that happens with couples you're not always completely in sync but ours is pretty fucking close so we're fucking exploring our bodies having a fucking wonderful time i think i bought like i bought like a penis pump never tried one of those before never wanted to uh you know try one but i was like i always been curious so i just went to the fucking sex store and bought it i was like you know what whatever let's try what this thing does that was a fun toy i enjoyed it um 
If you use it in combination with a cock ring, I have found that it will help you maintain a very serious erection and keep that for a very long time. Um, so shout out to fucking penis pumps and cock rings for that. And we also discovered that a vibrating butt plug can be utilized either on a male or a female for very, very stimulating results. I'm talking, oh my God, is my new favorite toy. Not that the other stuff isn't good. Not that the vibrators and the cool things that we talk about all the time in the show is not amazing. But if you haven't tried a vibrating butt plug, holy fucking shit, let me tell you what. It will literally rattle your inner soul from your fucking rectum and make you rethink all of your sexual endeavors. Like, I'm going to buy another one this week just so we can both have one at the same time and not have to worry about it. You know what I mean? Like, it's that fucking good. Like, go buy a vibrating butt plug. That's my little stint on that. Come back Thursday because I have to work, so I worked a weekend. And she goes off to an NLP conference. Um, I think it was that day or the, the following morning. I think her NLP started on Friday. So she left like Thursday night and then she was there Thursday in LA. So I come back to College Station and let's be real honest. When I get back here, I'm immediately, all the color that was just put into my life from this human being is wiped and stripped from me. It is like I walked back into black and white and grays and nothing feels or tastes or smells the same it sucks i fucking hated it and i was like dude this is like another fucking reason why you're meant to be with this woman and so at that point i decide you know what i do i love her i love her i love this fucking woman because of not only the way she makes me feel and all the little coincidences in the middle but but just how fucking free and comfortable it feels to be with her it was like it was so clear to me. It was I didn't have to question and I wasn't sitting there going, "Is this crazy that I love her?" I was like, "I love her." Like no fucking doubt in my fucking mind. I love her. So what I do, I plan a trip. I'm like, "I'm going to go see her in LA." Cuz she had already said, "I wish you were here with me in LA. If you came, that would make me the happiest person in the world." So I'm like, "You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to go to fucking LA." So I buy a ticket. I go to LA. I meet her there on a Monday. I'm there Monday night, Tuesday night. And Wednesday, I leave to come back because I had prearranged obligations with my brother and also work. Well, the first night I'm there, or the first day I'm there, I get there like fucking balls early, like early in the morning. Like I get there like 6 a.m. California time. I'm exhausted. I sleep all day. She's in the NLP conference, which is fine. So it's great. So we both got to like catch up on our sleep and stuff. We go to dinner and we're sitting at dinner. We're at this place called Bevel. It is like a uh, Middle Eastern Italian fusion cuisine place and it's some of the best food I've ever had in my fucking life. It's in LA, it's off Skid Row, but still kind of close to Skid Row, but there's a Death & Co bar over there as well. It's actually a decent area, but the food was fucking amazing. Oh my God, some of the best food I've ever had in my life. So if you're in LA, hit up Bavel, B-A-V-E-L, Bavel, great food, great service. Thank you for everything you did. They also have wonderful drinks there. Anyways. We're sitting there eating like this like potato fucking French bread thing. And it's amazing. It's so good. It's one of the best things I've ever put in my mouth. And she's like stuffing her face. I'm stuffing my face. And I just look at her. I'm like, I love you. And she like looks at me and she goes, I love you too. Oh my fucking God. Thank you for saying that. Cause I've been holding it in. It almost slipped like four times myself. And I was like, oh, thank God. Oh my God. I was so fucking stressed out. I was like, Because in like the heat of the moment, in those like 45 seconds before saying it, my brain went a million miles an hour. All that calmness of like, I love this woman, fucking dissipated. And I was like, what if she doesn't say it back? What if, what if this is fucking weird? What if I'm fucking crazy? What if, you know, I started letting my mind get into what my heart and my gut felt. 
And I started to talk myself out of it was the fucking problem. So I started second guessing it. And I said it like a question. I was like, I love you. And it was like, uh, we could say face because if she doesn't say it back, we can just say, ha ha ha. I was just kidding because it was a light and airy tone. But no, I said it and immediately she was like, oh my God, I love you too. Thank you so much for saying that. And I was like, oh my God, like weight lifted off my shoulders. I felt amazing. So we spent the rest of the two days together, like just loving each other and being in that fucking space of each other's minds and each other's bodies and enjoying the fucking shit out of it and decided that we're going to be putting content together in the future decided that you know we're going to redirect the let shag podcast into like something that i actually read upon brush up on do my fucking research for you degenerates because i owe it to you to be a actual host of this podcast and do my actual research to provide you the best information I can. And so that's what's gonna happen. That is where our future route is. And that is something that I'm very excited to bring to you guys and look forward to in the future. So moving forward, that is the story of Rachel, your new fucking mommy, your spiritual fucking mommy, and how me and her, how her and daddy Nate fucking met. And I have this newfound perspective and I get it from Rachel, and it's about putting out the authentic energy that you want to receive in anything that you do. So with me and my podcast, okay, for all of you that don't know, I'm going to tell you this. The reason the podcast kind of fell off, I wasn't being authentic to myself. I was in a relationship with someone that didn't believe about me and the podcast, that did not believe that I should be so open and honest on this podcast, not only about my past sexual partners, but just in general, and they weren't supportive. So I was with someone that did not identify with my goals. And so I succumbed to that. I changed my views or I tried to change my views, but it never felt right. It felt like I was just getting away from who I actually was. And that's why if you notice the podcast episodes have been so sporadic as of the last you know couple months, like I took that two month break. And then when I came back from the two month break, I did like two or three episodes and then I took another break. And first and foremost, I wanna to apologize to all of you, not for the break in the podcasts, but I want to apologize for you from getting away from my original authenticity as a creator, as someone who is trying to bring you the most up to date and the best advice possible, as someone who is trying to help you get through these taboo fucking tricks and things that fucking people don't want to talk about. And that was my initial goal was to set out to help people. And I got away from that. And for that, I am absolutely sorry. I was putting out an unauthentic energy by trying to be something that I'm not. Now, you may say, Nate, what does this have to do with fucking sex, dude? Get me, get me to the fucking nitty gritty, okay? Like, I'm tired of hearing you having great sex and just bone and fucking, and now you're like, ooh, 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 guru, right? No. Okay, how does this translate to sex? If you are putting out an energy in the bedroom that is not aligned with who you are in your sexuality, okay, listen to me here. You are putting out an unauthentic sexual energy. You are going to be met by an equal to that energy. Does that make sense? So if you are putting out an energy that is not you because you are afraid to put out your authentic energy, you are going to be met by an equal energy. So what does that mean? What that means is if you're not being, the base of it is if you're not being true to yourself, you're going to attract people that are attracted to the untrue version of yourself that you're putting out there. And that stems to everything you do in life, especially your sexuality. So if you feel like you're harboring your inner sexual whatever, whether that's a whole lot more tame than what you're putting out now or whether it's a whole lot more extreme than what you're putting out now, that's on you and I'm gonna put it on your back. I'm gonna put it on you. The only one to blame is you for putting out false sexual identity and energy and being met with that equal energy from a partner. 
Now, I know we don't like to hear this. I know it's really hard to be like, I don't want to take the blame. In order to be a better sexual partner, you have to. If you're not being yourself to a T, to 100% in the bedroom, you have no one else to blame for the consequences that you're getting out of your relationships in the bedroom. And we talk about this all the time. We go back to communication. We go to consent. You know, all these things, giving your consent, taking your consent, having conversation with your partner, that is what that is. Telling people what you like and what you dislike. And I know I talk about this all the time, but it's literally the foundation of trying to find good sex. It is the foundation of making a stable relationship sexually with a partner is being authentic, not being afraid to be vulnerable and showcase your true energy, not being afraid, being afraid and doing it anyways. It's scary. It's scary to ask for some stuff, whether it's in the bedroom, whether it's in your job, whether it's in anything, it's scary to ask for those things. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you, the second you learn that facing that fear and asking anyways is better than living with the regret you will have of never doing it or of always having this, this resentment within yourself for not doing it, you are going to be surprised at how many doors you can open once you face that fear. Speaking of this, I've been reading a new book. Um, this was one introduced to me by your new mommy, Rachel, and it is called The New Topping Book. And it's been a very great read, not only because mommy and daddy are freaky as hell and we're into this whole power dynamic of dominance and submission, right? But it's also been a great new read for me as a sexual educator, for me as a sexual talker, from my sexual perspective in general. So if you identify as a more dominant person in the bedroom, I recommend the new topping book. If I, you are someone who identifies as more of a more submissive in the bedroom, I want you to read the new bottoming book, okay? Now, both of these do leave areas for people who identify as switches, like me. If you don't know what a switch is, it's someone that likes to play with the power dynamic, someone who can be a top or a bottom in the bedroom, okay? Someone who can either be the dominant or the submissive. Right now, there's a spectrum like switches. Like for me, I'm probably like 70% dominant, 30% submissive, right? Which is perfect because Rachel's like 70% submissive, 30% dominant. Like her, our fucking our energies match very well in that regard. Like we both want to give and take, but we have a have a we lean more towards one side. So we're both switchy, but you know, we, we kind of identify with more than one than the other. But here's what I want to read to you from this book that I picked up. It's in chapter seven of the new topping book and it's about your consent. And I think not only is it about the consent, but it's about the relationship that you have to have with your partner going in to sexual activity because you're gonna have mess ups, you're gonna have times where you don't perform as great as you want to, you're gonna have you know nervous energy or whatever, okay? So just listen to this. Full consent in SM or in any other manifestation of sexuality requires an active collaboration for the pleasure and well-being of all persons involved. We come into our play with the intention of actively supporting each other and exploring sensation, danger, and vulnerability. Now, I want you to just kind of chew on that for a second. This book does a good job, okay? It says consent and all other aspects and manifestations of sexuality, so I guess I didn't need to re-emphasize that to you, but it is this acceptance of your other partner, their vulnerability, their shortcomings, their faults. Acceptance. That's huge. I feel like we have this idea that when things aren't going the way we want them to go in the bedroom, 
that we immediately, we ascribe blame. We put the blame on one partner or the other. We say, well, I've told my husband five times, I like him going down on me. He hasn't gone down on me in the last month. Okay, so you blame them. Instead of having this mentality of we're a team here, we need to work together to support each other in our sexual endeavors. Now, if you can route your partner's thinking to be on board with that, that partner, and here's the thing, when you're accusing blame, your partner knows. So if you're someone that's accusing blame to your partner for not going down on them, whether that's male, female, whatever you identify with, again, shout out to you, we love our LGBTQ plus community. Um, if you identify, whatever you identify, if you're having a partner that's not meeting your standards and you're the one accusing blame, whether that's an internal accusation or an external accusation, okay, your partner feels that. They feel that blame. And the shame that comes along with that blame is what is preventing them from being open with you. So first and foremost, you need to tell them, but you need to, and I think up until reading this book, I haven't had a good way of coming at this. You guys keep asking me, how do I tell my partner this? How do I tell my partner that? And I've always just said, you need to come from a place of we, but this book puts it in such so much better perspective. You're a fucking team. You're a unit. That's the place you have to come from. You have to come from a place of, look, we both want what's best for each other, not only in life, but in sex. And here's what we can do to make this better. I can do this. You can do this. And just fucking full on have a conversation where you just lay it all on the table. Be as vulnerable and honest as you want to be. Put no judgment or confinement into these conversations. Because here's the thing. If you're afraid of judgment in these conversations, again, this all relates back to what I said earlier. You're not going to be putting out that authentic energy. And what are you going to get met with in turn? In return, a match to that unauthentic energy, right? So if you're afraid to ask for something, you're afraid to say something, and especially in these bedroom scenarios, you're never going to get it. Never going to get it. So you only have yourself to blame. Now, I know that sounds really harsh, but I'm telling you, once you start trying it, the liberation you will feel from being truly honest and vulnerable and making this place of sex and sexuality with your partner one of comfort and safety and there's no fucking rules there's no fucking boundaries you can tell each other anything and everything you want to try now you may have to negotiate those things i'm not saying just because you say it that means you're going to get it what i mean is you're putting it out there you're being honest with your partner okay that's i want you guys to make sure you that you know that but the fact that you're able to put it out there is not only going to open you up so much, it's going to open your partner up so much more as well. They're going to be like, wow, I never knew that about this person. Why don't I share something that's vulnerable about me with them? Because they want to meet you. They want to meet you halfway. If they actually care, they want to meet you. I thought that was a really deep thing that I read this week. And I just wanted to share it with you. And I want you guys to know that... In the future, I am making it my personal mission to bring you nothing but the best energetic, fucking fun, great content, degenerate fucking shit that I can fucking do. We're redoing fucking the degenerate merch. We're going to relaunch some fucking shit on that. So stay tuned for that as well at the letshagpodcast.com. We're going to be doing all kinds of things and I am just expanding my knowledge because I'm full in. I am full in. I have found my person that lit a fire under my ass and said, this is you be you unapologetically because I love that version of you, the real version of you. The fake version of you can go fuck itself. So be you unapologetically, dive full fucking face first into this and fucking do it, baby. And I said, okay, you're right. That is me. 
and I'm going to fucking do it. And God damn it, it's going to be fucking done real fucking good. So if you like this little tidbit, stay tuned because these podcasts are about to get a whole lot fucking better. We are going to roll into this fucking Q&As right now. This first one comes from Megan. She says, my new sex partner is great. He is all about getting me off, which is a nice change. He is dead set on multiple orgasms. But so far after the first one, my body seems to just shut down for orgasms in general. I still enjoy having and participating in sex after I come and I feel it's amazing, but I'm not sure how to have more than one orgasm. Any advice or tips? Thank you. Okay, here's your tips for multiple orgasms. First and foremost, work on your pelvic floor. This can be done through Kegel exercises, breathing exercises. There's a lot of things out there for working on your pelvic floor. Google it. Google improving my pelvic floor. Guys can do it too, okay? Look it up and you guys can, you know, that's your first step. Number two, different stimulations. What I mean, what do I mean by this? Different stimulations. Someone say it. Oh, that means switching up the stimulation from... The first orgasm to the second orgasm. Hey, thank you very much. You in the back. I appreciate that. Okay. So yes. So if you had an internal climax, meaning it was your climax happened from stimulating your G spot. Okay. We're going to try and switch to an external climax, meaning the clitoris and the surrounding clitoral area, right? So try switching the stimulation from your first orgasm to your second orgasm and see if that helps you reach a second orgasm. Okay. Switch it up. Number third, number third, number third. Number three, peaking techniques, okay? I like to call this edging, or you hear it called edging for guys. I don't know if it's different. I don't know why we call it peaking for girls and edging for guys. Anyways, it's basically getting in that space of I'm about to come, but not actually going over the edge, okay? So getting your body and your mind in that place right before you're about to come and taking notes, mental notes. I'm not sitting there saying fucking hold a fucking journal while you're beating off and right before you're about to come write this down in a notebook. I mean, you can do that if you want. That's You're, you're going kind of overboard. But make mental notes of what it feels like. How is your breathing? How are you clenching your hands? How are you clenching your feet? How are your hips positioned? What stimulation exactly is doing it? What stimulation would throw this off? Make mental notes about what is happening in these moments so that you can try and mimic them when you're trying to have another orgasm, okay? And this point going right into the next point, number four, breathing, okay? Everyone, when we're breathing during sex, and I notice this a lot more now that I've said it, or now that I've like put it into the podcast, right? Because I did it the other day. I was like, when I'm going to orgasm, my breathing goes from like normal, right? Like I'm saying, breathing like... Okay, deep, slow, deep breaths. My breathing goes from that to fucking... You know what I'm saying? Like, fucking Christ, man. Like, my breathing goes all asporadic, okay? But it is said that if you maintain that slow, deep breathing, it's actually a lot more beneficial to help you have an orgasm. So play with your breathing. Sometimes it actually benefits me more to do those kind of breathing. I don't know why. Sometimes it just helps me get off easier when I do short, choppy breaths. But every expert out there, apparently, says that deeper, slower breathing will help you achieve an orgasm faster. So maybe take note of that when you are getting into these peaking simulations or peaking situations, and you can use that to your benefit. And I think this is the most important one. And this is number five, is stop making it a fucking goal. Focus and be in the moment. It's okay to take breaks and come back, but focus and be in the moment and stop thinking about after you've had your first orgasm, oh my God, now I need to try for number two. Because when you put yourself in that headspace, you are going to have a much harder time achieving it. A much harder time achieving it. Have you ever gone out 
And like, this may sound stupid, but we're going to try and make these two things relate. I've gone out with my friends with the sincere goal of getting with a woman that night, right? And for whatever reason that night, I cannot, for the love of me, get with a fucking woman. And then the nights I go out with just my friends, the nights I just go out and hang out, and I'm just being myself, it's like, they just flock. They're like, hello, who are you? I'm like, where the fuck were you last week when I like had a mission to get laid, and now you're fucking over here. Now it's not going to happen anymore because Mommy Rachel is locking down that category. But I'm saying it's because I am, one, focused on this as a goal, which is altering my actions. And those perceptions of me on other from other people, they notice it. So when I have it as a goal in my head, when I have these things in my head to like, I have to do, I have to do, I have to do, people see that and they perceive you differently. Now this translates in the bedroom. When you're sitting there, think, think about the best sex you've ever had. You were out of your own head, just enjoying being in the moment. And it was fucking amazing. You weren't thinking about what you had to do for fucking work tomorrow. You weren't thinking about all the things, the list of chores you had to do that night before you went to bed. You weren't thinking about, oh my God, I have to have a second orgasm after I have my first. Do you get what I'm saying? I know that's a really weird, like, that's a really weird metaphor for me to use, but it does work. When you put yourself in that headspace of, I have to do this, you're taking yourself out of that headspace that actually gets you to fucking come. So that's the most important one, number five. Megan, I really hope that helps. Um, if it did not, if those do not help you for whatever reason, write back in after a while, but make sure you try all these things first, okay? On to the next question. Lanny Farley, she says, what is your take on women wearing lingerie during sex? Or is it hotter when we are totally naked? Do you personally have a type of lingerie that you find to be a turn on? Listen here, Lonnie, when I say drop me a question, I don't mean five fucking questions in one, but you know what, bitch, I'm going to fucking answer it because I love all you motherfuckers and I actually really enjoy these questions. So here we go. First and foremost, yes, lingerie can be sexy. Like, I don't even know what kind of question that is. Like, that's a fucking really basic question to ask me. Do you think lingerie is sexy during sex? Absolutely. I think lingerie is sexy during sex. Every man thinks it's sexy for lingerie during sex. Is it hotter when you're naked? Sometimes. Here's the thing, and here's what I want to focus on for these first two questions. Is lingerie hot during sex, or is it hotter when we're totally naked? You have put these two things in their own distinctive categories. That's what you've done, okay? You've said it's either lingerie or it's me totally naked, okay? You've separated them. You've put them in sex with lingerie, sex without lingerie. Put them back in the same fucking category, Lanny. They are in the same category. They are in the same category, Lanny. Okay, they're all encompassed in the category of sex. All right, they're interchangeable. Sex with lingerie is sexy. Sex without lingerie is sexy. Sex with a fucking fucking broom in your hand and a fucking witch's hat on your head is sexy. Sex with a fucking bottle of champagne and a fucking on a terrace in the middle of the night is sexy. Se all sex is sexy, Lanny. So stop putting them in different categories, okay? Both are sexy. There's not one that's sexier than the other. It's about being, again, present in those moments and enjoying those moments when they come. So switch it up. If you're someone that only wears lingerie like once every six months because you want to spice things up, maybe try incorporating lingerie more than once every fucking half a year. And for that matter, you can throw in costumes, role play. Dude, you know, you can really try and push these barriers. It's not a matter of lingerie or no lingerie. It's what are you doing to keep things different in your sex life? If you walk down the same fucking path every fucking morning 
You're never going to find anything new. You might get the same cardiovascular activity out of it. You may get your same fucking steps in, but you're never going to get anything new. If you do the same thing with sex, if you fuck the exact same thing every fucking time, it's going to become repetitive. You're going to get fucking bored. You're not going to find anything new. You may get the same fucking boring orgasm out of it for a while. It may do okay for a while. It may just be normal for a while. But here's the thing. It's all about keeping it new, keeping it fresh. So if you're wearing lingerie once every six months, Try going to once every month and then try going to once every week. Okay, have a lingerie night, like set Friday night as lingerie night. And that will really mix up the monotony that it is to have just normal sex all the time. I'm not saying you have to get super freaky with it, but just switch it up. Do little tweaks and things that make it different than what you had last time. What happens is people get comfortable and they get in a rut of just doing the same thing every time. And that's when people get super fucking like, oh, it's so boring. Because yeah, you're doing the same thing every fucking time. Like you've already experienced this. And I, why would you want to like, can I hit the repeat button like 15 times, please? Thank you. No, switch it up. Okay. So yes, totally naked is hot. Yes, lingerie is hot. They're interchangeable. What lingerie do I find personally attractive? Um, so me and Rachel have recently stumbled across this website called drharness.com. Actually, I think it may be drharness.eu. Look it up on Google, type in Dr. Harness, okay? They make leather harnesses. Now, I know what you're thinking, you're like, Nate, we didn't ask you for bondage wear. And I'm like, listen to me, fuckers. Go look at these fucking shits. Even if you are not using them for fucking bondage in the terms that you are supposed to use these harnesses in or that people want you to use them in, it's still fucking sexy as fucking shit to see all that fucking leather on your body, okay? I'm not saying you gotta fucking buy it and tie someone up. I'm just saying buy it and throw that shit on. Guarantee you it will be a showstopper. These harnesses I have found, not only are they sexy as fuck and they have them in different colors and they're actually good high quality because they are um, personally made, but they're also cheaper than you're going to find them in most places. If you Google sex harnesses, a lot of them can run you either like 250, 300, 400, 500, upwards to like $1,000, okay? These harnesses are anywhere from like 100 to 150 bucks. And if you sign up for the newsletter, you get a discount. How cool is that? So go check them out. They're called Dr. Harness. Again, Google it because I don't remember if it's .com or .eu. Pretty sure it's .com. Anyways, Dr. Harness. And I really love, I really love the leather. I don't know what it is. I'm not saying, and some, their stuff is really sexy. It's not like catered towards hardcore BDSM players or like gas masks and stuff like that. No, it's like, sexy little bunny leather masks and the nurses out a sexy little leather nurses hat with like sexy red fucking leather fucking bondage ties to the body and things like that like it's really sexy fucking shit i would put it more in the category of lingerie but you could still use it functionality wise for bdsm stuff and bondage and things like that okay so go look that up lanny i hope that uh hope that answered your question that is all we have time for today degenerates i love you i missed you so much I missed having this fire, this energy within me to put out good content for you guys. And for that, again, I apologize, but thank you for staying with me. Thank you for supporting me. And thank you for never giving up on me, no matter how long it's been for me coming in and doing this podcast. It's been great. You guys have been really awesome. There's been a lot of social interaction over my Instagram, um, at Let's Shag Podcast. And also you guys continue to write it on the Q&A forums. We're going to get a lot more going out for you guys as far as content in the future especially for people looking for doing like classes and things like that. That's something Rachel is going to be helping me put together so I can actually get hands-on personal with you guys as far as that stuff is concerned. So listen, I'm so glad to be back and I hope you feel that. 
I hope you do. I hope you feel that authentic energy I'm putting out there. Go forth, put authentic energy out in your life. And as always, let's get to fucking shagging.